Love Talk Radio. I never thought it would happen, Rick. The Asylum Fantasy Sports Show is back live, the Inside Slant Week 1. It is Week 1, and the Inside Slant is back to help you win your fantasy league. We are Fligger and Briggs. This is the Asylum. I've got am I excited. I'm just giddy, just giddy. Back oh, in, in Studio B. Yeah. Comfortable temperatures. Comfortable. It's Reasonable quiet. sound quality. Yeah. And it's week one. Yeah. That's I just want to keep saying it's week one. Hey, be part of the show at Asylum Football on Twitter. Still time to get those questions. Asylum Football at gmail.com. We got a loaded mailbag, 646-668-8488. They changed the number on it. Yeah, they it's did. 646-668-8488. Call into the show. Jersey, that's for you, buddy. <laughs> and, right. uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we got a full mailbag. I had some questions on Twitter earlier. Yeah, I jotted those down yep. as well. We'll hit those. So we, we, we got bombarded with questions. I'm surprised in a week one that there's this much going on, but injuries already and the deep leagues. There's a lot of que- and reasonable questions. I and Ajayi, yeah. temper tantrums. We'll get to that. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. So nothing to do but to do it, Rick. Let's hop right into it. Headlines, Rob Gronkowski doesn't make the trip out to Arizona dealing with a hamstring injury. You know, this doesn't surprise me. I think he was most of the week, what, Rick, about 75-25, I think, is, is about where he was. Here's what I guarantee you. If Tom Brady was healthy and they had any chance to win this game, I think he makes the trip. I think this is, I think this is Belichick saying, all right, this is one we're probably not going to get, and I'm not going to risk Rob Gronkowski right now. Yeah, you're not going to risk this guy right now. And you know what? You have Martellus Bennett. I think he sets up for a big week, and we'll Let, get into let's that. Let's limp through. Yeah. In a week one, we're playing Arizona, and we can't risk the season – in week one. No, with Jimmy Garoppolo and all, all this direct they're running out there. So I think, and we'll get into our predictions, I think it's still the hoodie. I think he finds a way to keep this thing closed, but you're not going to risk Gronk. But I'll tell you what, that's a big hit. That's a big hit for him. Not to draft him, or maybe you hit the waiver wire. Right. That, that could be big. Yeah, exactly. Did you just so, hear that bing? Are we just getting random bings? Are we playing no, fact or fiction? I was um, switching screens and somewhere how it clicked. Oh, that picked up on your microphone. All right, yeah. good. As long as as long as long the right. system isn't going crazy. Of course, Rick, we talked about on Wednesday on the Arena Sports Network, Jamal Charles sitting out this week. Uh, you get a lot of talk of Spencer Ware. And I'm hearing over the weekend here that Charkandrick West is still going to get a good portion of the carries. Tell you what, when we get to the mailbag, I swear to God, every other question, Spencer, where, what are we doing here? You yeah, know, let's let's lay it out now so we know how to answer the questions. It, it's I tell you what, it's week one. You probably didn't, you know, you may have drafted Spencer Ware as a handcuff to Jamal Charles. If you did, I'm sorry because I, you know, I'm not sure. This this is tough and. I'm not sure, and it depends on the fantasy squad. If you happen to have drafted a lot of your running backs, you just happen to pick up where my suggestion 
simply is just go with them guys that you drafted earlier. Right. Yeah. But if you handcuffed a char- Charles with uh, Ware, that's a real conundrum right now. Yeah. If you're not real sure on the workload. Yeah, I'm – I mean, they are playing San Diego. That's a nice matchup. But I'm 51% confident that Ware is going to get you know 60% plus of the carries. And if he does, he's going to be successful. West is going to be successful, too. The only thing that makes me nervous is distribution of work. Right, exactly. And the consensus seemed to be earlier in the week when it was finally admitted that Jamal Charles was going to be out this week that Spencer Ware was going to be the guy, at least in the fantasy community. I don't think anybody in the the league actually talked about it. But in the fantasy community, oh, Spencer Ware, here we go. He put up some big numbers last year. But the coaching staff keeps bringing up West. His name keeps coming up. And I don't think any of us ever thought Spencer Ware was going to come in and get 90% of the workload and be you know, some sort of workhorse in week one. But they're saying too much about West for my liking. That Are they seeing something they like in practice? Is there something to match up they like? It, it just makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I agree 100%. And we'll, like you said, we'll be getting into Spencer Ware many times here as we get into the mailbag. Yeah, I went through it. Him and Tyler Lockett are the two hot buttons. We'll warn you now, if you're a Ware owner or a Lockett owner, you're going to love the mailbag. If you have no shares in either of them, maybe you want to take a break, (laughs) put it on mute then, because as I went through it, literally every third question involved one, if not both of those guys. So, Rick, uh, Hill announced as the Vikings starter for week one. Bradford will be the two. I don't think any big surprise there, any thought that Sam Bradford was going to start after having all of four practices under his right. belt. I don't, not a ton of fantasy impact here. I think, you know, it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's better for a Kyle Rudolph. It's probably better for a Stefan Diggs. Once Sam Bradford figures out the offense and, and is leading it and leading it appropriately and running, running the entire offense than a Sean Hill, Sean Hill's serviceable enough to where when they give Adrian Peterson the ball 35 times today, there shouldn't be 10 men in the box. He might only face eight. So I think that's the only impact. I am avoiding everybody on Minnesota save for Adrian Peterson today. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into a little more of that later on the show too, with the starts and sits and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of questions going into week one as we covered in the show last week you know it's week one you shouldn't have that many problems go with who you drafted but as we found out with with the injuries with you know trades with um Ajayi. temper tantrums <laughs> we're I getting mean, there we're getting there i know <laughs> you're excited things happen and, and you have different things to uh, pick out yeah there's uh, way too much going on uh, rick calm down <laughs> uh, i know you like that button just slow I, I love the name all right rick matt jones dealing questionable with that shoulder injury was a full go all weekend in practice looks like he's gonna start i'm gonna leave that one at that because that's a big part of the start sit segment for me but look like matt jones is gonna go so everybody who was thinking they could slip chris thompson into a flex and steal one with all the injuries this week i think you may uh you may be sadly disappointed there sticking with that game marcus wheaton the guy i'm very excited about knowing in about 97 percent of my leagues already out for monday yeah. dealing with a shoulder injury i don't know it's early He's fine. I'm curious, you know, Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates, Jesse James. We'll get in, probably get into most of these guys when we talk, talk starts, sits. 
it's interesting. It, it clouds. I think initially my belief was whether or not he was successful at it was to be determined. But Wheaton was going to be the clear second look after Antonio Brown. And there's going to be some opportunities there. Because, look, Josh Norman isn't going to shut Antonio Brown down. But he's good enough to slow him down, right? He's good enough to have Roethlisberger looking elsewhere. Now, I don't think we know who it is. Would you be shocked, Rick, if Darius Hayward Bay had six grabs for 115 yards and a touchdown? Sammy Coates has been such a disappointment. Eli Rogers, I've loved everything seen out of him I'm, I'm starting to get that weird feeling that the hype train's starting to bubble up you know it started three weeks ago only us yinzers here in pittsburgh knew about him and it's bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up and now there's eli rogers fever with this wheaton announcement almost feels too perfect for for a rookie guy who wasn't expected to make the team coming into preseason oh yeah there's no doubt about it and i'm I'll tell you right now, I'm still confident that Sammy Coates is going to be the number two by midseason. And let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, if Wheaton's okay, I mean, you know, Ben's number two will perform. Oh, absolutely. But I, I just, he's just too big. He's too good. And he's young. He'll get it. And it's one of those deals. Sometimes these guys, where you want him to blossom now is just sometimes a little bit down the road. But I think Sammy Coates has all the tools. Look, this guy isn't Lima Swede. (laughs) You love to bring up Lima Swede. Well, I mean, here was a kid that had everything. Absolutely. You know, all the tools, the size, the speed. We thought the hands, okay? And, (laughs) you know, until that one catch, he was looking at himself on the screen. He forgot to catch the football. Yeah, that happens. And no, <laughs> they put those big screens there. You get <laughs> and excited. That was the end of him right there. That's one of my lasting impressions of Super Bowl, whichever one it was. I, I've got it hanging here somewhere. Super Bowl 43, when Larry Fitzgerald scored late in that game in the last 30 yards. He's watching himself run into the end zone on the big Yeah, screen. there's one thing to watch yourself run. Oh, yeah, you got to catch it first. Catch a ball in a mirror, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he got excited. He he was proud of himself. So, all right, let's move on here, Rick. Here here it is. You you were waiting for it. I'm going to read it just how I wrote it. Jay Ajayi will miss week one versus Seattle due to a coach's decision. Ajayi. He didn't make the trip to Seattle after he had, and this is what I wrote, after he had a hissy fit when Arian Foster was named the starter. All right, Ajayi okay. people, where you at? Where are you at? Ajayi. Were you really stunned, Mr. Ajayi? (laughs) You're not as good as Arian Foster if Arian Foster's healthy. I mean, what's the deal? You didn't start last year because why? You're not as good as Lamar Miller. Right. So why in God's name do you think you're going to start over a healthy Arian Foster? Yeah, and what I thought was telling I'm was, sure he's listening to the slam. Wow. That's why I'm trying to – because he didn't make the trip. Yeah, he Lord knows he's got, he's got nothing else going on tonight. Right. So he's sleeping one off. He probably had a – hit it pretty hard last night. He's sleeping one off and listening to the asylum this morning. Well, I would imagine. Speaking of which, we do have a caller in oh, the do uh, we? call well, room. Well, let's take a break for Mr. Ajayi, and let's answer it. Uh, hopefully it works here. First call of the year, area code 609. Good morning. Gentlemen, we got Jerry's in the house to start off the year, man. What's up, brothers? How you guys making out today? Well, Jersey, we are just fine. It's week one, and, um, you know, we actually had 
listeners tweeting us saying, hoping that you and Junior would tweet in or, I mean, call in to, you know, just have the the initial kickoff official. So, you know, now that we've got you calling in, it's official. How you been? Good, real good, real good. Junior won that top league last year. Uh, lost his first four, never looked back after that. We had his team up and running, so he did well. Again, like me last year, I couldn't recuperate after I lost Bell, then Foster, then Lewis. So I ended up taking third and, and that league. So now it looks like we're going to be drafting well. So hopefully everything goes good. My question is, do I need to – I mean, I have like Allen Robinson and Landry. They're going to be my receivers, PPR league, you know what I mean? I have backups in Sharp, you know, and I have, I have Shepard. Now, my running backs are nice. I mean, I have, I have D'Angelo for three weeks, Williams. I have David Johnson. I picked up Ware is my flex guy here. I have um, Matt Jones. I have uh, Stewart, and I also have Coleman. Now, with, 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 uh, I'm playing Cousins this week, and I have Bortles. Do I need to drop a guy like Coleman and pick up a guy like, like Prescott or, or play around with some other running backs on the waiver wire? That, that, you know, Coleman, the only way Coleman's going to be any good is if Freeman gets hurt. Well, you have, you have who, Blake Bortles, and who's your other quarterback? Uh, Kirk Cousins I'm starting today. I have Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you certainly Cousins. don't need Dak Prescott. I mean, you don't dump, you know, really anybody to, to pick up that when you got those two quarterbacks, quite frankly. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm all in on Blake Bortles and that Jacksonville offense. And quite frankly, I like your Blake Bortles, Allen Robinson hookup. And I got a feeling you may be playing them quite often this year. Yep, and I got Jordan Reed as my tight end. We're cousins, so the only thing I don't have, I only have one kicker and I have one tight end. So when the time comes, when week nine comes, either I I don't pick up anybody or I drop some of those running backs. You know what I mean? And pick up a, a tight end or something because, like I said, there's really not much on the wire. I mean, McCormick's there, that guy from Oakland's there, but that's about it. So I guess I'll ride Jordan. Hopefully, he makes all. 16 games, and then I only miss them on week nine during the bye. So uh, that's why I wanted to ask you guys, you know, do I drop any of my running backs or just see what happens, like where I'm not going to get rid of right away. D'Angelo I'll keep for at least three weeks, maybe longer. Who knows what happens to Bell. But Jones is a question mark, and so is uh, Coleman. You know what I mean? So they would be my two weaker ones, I guess. But I guess I hold on to them. Don't drop one of them for like uh, – Alfred Mars or somebody like that. If uh, you know, I'm just trying to think ahead. If somebody gets hurt, what do you think about me picking up Deion Lewis, or do I wait till week four or five? And then yeah, I, drop I, think, a Coleman? I, I think you can wait on that. And Coleman's going to be the one to keep an eye on because, quite frankly, okay. unless, you're, unless you're really desperate, I, if you have a roster spot available, I'd hold on to D'Angelo. We, we've seen we've seen Le'Veon. Right come back and we've seen Le'Veon go down so I'd hold on to him as long as I could if you have the depth Coleman if you can wait till week four or five on a uh, on a Deion Lewis or if Jordan Reed you know knock on wood as I'm an owner of him in a lot of leagues if he makes it to week nine without injury and now you're looking for the tight end then you'll know where Coleman is I'm not sure I'm not sure I buy into Devontae Freeman stepping back or, or Coleman stepping up and taking a big share of that workload. So, but take four or five weeks. I, I just stand pat. You're great with cousins and Bortles. I, I couldn't argue with you either way on that quarterback. 
situation with their matchups this week. So just stand pat. Deion Lewis is an interesting guy. We, we want to keep an eye on James White this first month of the season and then see where Coleman's at and what Devontae Freeman's doing. But uh, let, let's not panic yet. Let, let's just sit tight. You sound like you're in a real good position right now. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Like I said, both teams look good. My son's team, eh, he got a C in, in that league draft. I got an A on the one I just told you. Like, so, but he got an A in the, in the CBS, the cop one. So, like I said, that 10-man league, he does good. And that's four, that's four leagues. At the end, um, he meet up, and he won against the other three leagues, you know, the champions there. So, like I said, he didn't look back after we hooked him up after week four. His guys got healthy. He picked up guys off the waiver wire. So, like I said, you guys have always given us good advice. I know Junior appreciates it, and so do I. So, Junior start, has already completed two years of being an officer in our town. So, he's got engaged, getting married in 218. So, I said, another good one bites the dust. So, everything knock on wood is good for So, I appreciate talking to you guys starting the first uh, week. It's always been a pleasure. I look forward to talking to you next Sunday. And best of luck to you in the leagues you're playing too, guys. I appreciate your advice. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jersey. It's always good to hear from you, and we'll be looking forward to you next week. So uh, best of luck to you guys. Rick, we better get to the chat room because I finally just got in. That oh. window that was up really wasn't it the was chat dead. room. <laughs> We've yeah. had that happen before. Where's everybody at? And then you start getting the tweets. Are you going to answer anything in the chat room, yeah. stupid? And so, I'm I mean, the only one in there, so good. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Dave, you know, he sent out a tweet. You know, I knew he was listening. You know, because he said something about the Spencer Ware thing, you know. So I got thinking, oh, there's nobody, I can't find anybody. What's <laughs> going on here? So then I rejiggered the whole thing. And anyway, we got some. You shouldn't be allowed chat to play with All right. Well, let's ask. Okay. Because uh, I don't go in there. You know how I feel about the chat room, Rick. Well, yeah. My feelings and, that and remain need, unchanged. You need to stay out. <laughs> okay. We have a standard question. Standard. This, this is a good one here uh, Ertz or Julius Thomas? You know what? This still isn't close to me. I think Ertz, what I have him is my number four tight end, maybe number five. I don't even remember my rank. We probably ought to put them on the website where we can access them as well as everybody else. I'm scared to death of Carson Wentz. I'll be honest. I wasn't. He didn't blow my skirt up with anything he did in that limited work in the preseason. Look, Julius Thomas, we're talking about we like Blake Bortles. We love we love Blake Bortles, quite frankly. We love Allen Robinson. I'm sure you love Yeldon this week with the with the Ivory questions. There's Green Bay still plays some defense, and there's only gonna be so much to go around. Julius Thomas in this offense, unlike what he did in Denver, reminds me. I don't know why I bring this up. I'm I was obsessed with this guy when I got into fantasy, but he reminds me. Of, oh, I remember. Reminds, not him. <laughs> I just love it's the only that. button you know what it is, so you just yeah. push it. You know, here's yeah. the fact button if you want to push that. Yeah, well, that is a fact that I like, IJE. Anyhow, point being, he reminds me, Julius Thomas, now above a Franks. If he's not getting in the end zone, he's not putting up six, seven, eight catches like he did in Denver. Zach Ertz, I'm assuming, is going to be the number two target. If he's not the number look, we're going to get a heavy dose of Ryan Matthews today. We'll get into him later on. Yeah, what what's safer than Zach Ertz for a Carson Wentz who this is his first time seeing real game at? You know, is he going to be what Trevor Simeon did last week, or is he going to be a, a total train wreck as we've seen many rookies do in their first game, and understandably so? He's going to complete 
12, 15, 18 passes, even under the worst of circumstances. I can see half of them being to Zach Ertz. So I'm still going with Ertz here. I don't want to count on Julius Thomas. You know, we're dealing with Allen Robinson. We're dealing with Allen Hearn. We're dealing with T.J. Yeldon catching passes out of the backfield. There's only so much to go around. Thomas is going to be a red zone threat, but I think Zach Ertz, Man, it's a standard league, though. Yeah. I did, that just dawned on. I'm still going with Ertz. I'm, I'm going to stop talking before I talk myself out of it. All right. I mean, I will – you know, I, I think I'll agree for the simple reason there's just not nearly as many weapons on Philadelphia. Right. And, you know, Ertz is very possibly going to be the favorite target of Wentz as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll go there. I think he has a good shot, you know, of receiving a touchdown down in the red zone, you know, where you have Jacksonville, you're down on the one. Yeah. You may go to Julius Thomas. You might hand off to Chris Ivory. You might hand right. off to Yeldon. You may just throw one up in the air for Allen Robinson. That's what you I would do. A lot of options in Jacksonville, more than Philadelphia. So I think I would go with Ertz, like you, you know, slightly. All right, let's go. One more here. This is not too difficult to me at all. Uh, it's standard again, Latavius Murray or Frank Gore. It's Latavius Murray every day yeah. and twice on Sunday. I, I'm not. Both pretty fair matchups, but I, I don't see Indy running the ball a lot. You know, and Latavius Murray, this is this is going to be a shootout. He's going to get his work. He's going to get in the end zone. I think Latavius Murray, I, this is a guy I'm playing in a lot of daily leagues who you know, seems to be a relative value for a number one running back. Yeah, that, that, that's Murray for me. I I think most answers with Frank Gore on the other side are, are going to be away from Frank Gore this year. Yeah, I, I'm – yeah, I'm not a Frank Gore guy in 2016. There's no question about that. I think you're going to see a change in Indianapolis. You know, Frank Gore has hit that age. Even Thomas Jones excelled at 31, but you start getting up around 33. Yeah, I feel like Frank Gore hit that age eight years ago. I well, know that's yeah, an exaggeration. And, and I, look, I know D'Angelo's got, what, he's 33. He's actually the oldest active running back right now in the league, but – he doesn't have the mileage that Gore does. I mean, we remember how confounded we were back in the John Fox days where he was getting maybe half the work. Stewart was getting half the work. And, of course, they had a couple of years where they were kind of both banged up, and it was just – he just doesn't have the mileage that Gore does. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's Latavius Murray easily. All right. I, to go back real quick on, on the tight end question, I wanted to make this point. With you, Julius, just, you just can't go with your answer and no, be confident, I'm, can you? No, I'm confident in it and I'm sticking with it. I, I just want to throw this out more as a general statement, but it ties into this question. If I'm right, and I feel like with Julius Thomas, even in a standard league, you're chasing the touchdown, right? We, we kind of, I think you kind of agreed with that. With yeah. Thomas, you're chasing the touchdown. Right. I don't want to do that in week one. All right, once I get to bye weeks, when I get to week seven, week eight, what is it, week nine's bye week hell this year, I think. It seems like half the league's going to be it shut down. Like, yeah. I can't one remember that, which one. I think it's week nine. There I'll chase a touchdown. That's about my only chance. You know, you're going to play uh, LeGarrette Blunt that week, or, or there's different players like that where you're chasing touchdowns. I don't think you have to do it in week one. You got a Zach Ertz. Look, it's scary with the rookie. Yeah, I assume yards still count. 
Right. You know, right. You know so yeah, I, it, I agree there too. You know, if this is a touchdown only league, you know, I'd probably recommend Julius Thomas. I don't want to chase that in week one. I, I'm with you. I am terrified of Zach Ertz here coming out of the gate. Well, I'm not terrified of him. I'm terrified of Carson Wentz and what that means for Ertz, but I'm not chasing a touchdown in week one. I agree. All right, we all cleaned up there. Yeah, Let's hop over. Last headline I have here, Kristen Michael starting for Seattle versus Miami. Seemed like, all right, here we go. And we got a lot of Kristen Michael questions coming up. And then Pete Carroll, just at the end, this guy is so confounding. He drives me out of my mind, says, and I quote, he still wants Thomas Rawls to carry the ball quite a bit. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Proceed with caution. I've got a couple leagues where I went. The Fantasy Greek League was a 16-team league, and I went run or wide receiver, wide receiver to start because I didn't realize till it was too late that it was a 16-team league. To be quite frank with you, so I'm going to have to play Thomas Rawls. It's going to be Thomas Rawls or Darren Sproles. I'm really good at wide receiver, especially in a t- in a 16-team league. So I think he's going to get his touches. If you're in a standard 12-team, or if you're you're like in uh, in juniors 10-team league, I, you probably do better than a Thomas Rawls or a Michael. <clears throat> what I, excuse me, what I I don't I couldn't do morning radio. I got the uh, Saturday night uh, gargle still in my voice. I forget my point now as I'm over here choking to death. What was I talking about? I don't know. I don't listen to you. Oh, here's what it was. What I can see happening is Michael's going to get the start probably the first series or two. They're going to bring Thomas Rawls in in the third series. If he feels good, it could be his the rest of the way. If he feels good and plays well, it could be his the rest of the way. But, boy, you're going to be white-knuckling it that whole game. So, if you have a better – if you have a Ryan Matthews, if you have a – I'm trying to think more mid-second I'm going to make a little guy. bit of a prediction Ooh, here right, right now before week one even starts. I'm, I, th- I think – um, edge of my seat. I think everything that uh, Pete Carroll says is, frankly, bolder dash. <laughs> bolder dash. I think he wants Thomas Rawls to be the next Marshawn Lynch, yeah, yeah. come hell or high water, and he doesn't give a crap whether Christy Michael plays or not. And, and and if he's fine, he's going to roll with him. Oh, certainly. But I, I think Series 2 or Series 3, and then we're all on the edge of our seats waiting to see, is he healthy? Well, Does he look good? I agree yeah, with you. I, I, I need I, to get into board. That, that reminds me. You remember the movie, uh, what's the one with Adam Sandler where he had to go back to school? You remember that one? He had to go through all the grades from kindergarten through. You remember that movie? Nah. But anyhow, in the end, he ended up doing a debate. It's a whole thing. If you never saw the movie, it'll make a lot of sense. But he has to do a debate. So this business guy that works for his dad gives – no, that's the wrong move. Never mind. I'm out. Good Lord. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Thank My mind is going thank miles an hour. Standard leg, Matt Jones or Frank Gore? <sighs> Frank Gore. Me too. I, I, I don't – number one, I, I'm not sure on Matt Jones' shoulder. I mean, let, let's face it. It was separated a couple of weeks ago. You're playing a Pittsburgh defense. Secondary is not that great, but you know it's still they're still going to have some tough sledding, I think, trying to rush your ball with Matt Jones or Thompson. Neither one. Good running teams with good running backs are going to run the ball, especially early in the year with the injuries. You know, Cam Newton or Cam Hayward, he's going to play, but he's nicked up. Bud Dupree's yeah. out till midseason, and even then, the Steelers' defense isn't our Steelers defense of the seventies and the, in the nineties, good rushing teams with good running backs are going to be able to move the ball on the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
The Washington Redskins are a passing team. Matt Jones is a huge question mark. Matt Jones is not healthy. And they're going to be playing catch up, keep up with the Steelers in what I anticipate to be a shootout. So it's going to end 13 to nine, but what I anticipate to be a shootout, I want no parts of Matt Jones. I'm going to hope Frank Gore, here we go. I said, I don't want to do it. I'm going to hope Frank Gore gets in the end zone. He's going to average about three and a half yards a carry, but he's got a good. Frank Gore is definitely the starter. So basically what work comes out of the Indianapolis backfield goes to Frank Gore. We don't know that necessarily for Washington. It could be Thompson in there a lot more than what you anticipate. Yeah, the first hit he takes, maybe that shoulder gets a little tender all of a sudden. Right. So, yeah, gore all the way on that one, I believe. One more standard question, and then uh, we'll hit some more headlines here. We have uh, PPR. Um, I think we're just picking one, yeah. PPR, Landry, Jordan Matthews, or Vincent Jackson. There's a lot in the mailbag, too, a lot of V-Jags. He, he was kind of, like, dead to me, <laughs> quite frankly. Right. And But ton of V-Jags, so everybody stashed him. All right, Landry's got the worst matchup. Matthews has the best matchup, but the Carson Wentz. V-Jags is about a week and a half younger than you. Uh, I'm still going with Landry. I am too. They're going to complete. It's week one. Fifteen passes, right? It's week one. This is this a hundred plus catch right. guy from last year, and I know they're playing Seattle in Seattle. But even if they fall down twenty-four nothing, the defense will soften up a little bit, and they'll get he'll get his right. chances. So I mean, I, I think I, that's what you hope for. Yeah, right? I, I think Landry is. I, yeah, actually, I think it's uh, not even close. Even though it is playing the tougher defense easily with the other two, I think he'll have plenty of chances, even if it's garbage time. Now, Jordan Matthews, I'm going to couch a little bit here, where Jordan Matthews could could go nuts. If Wentz sort of has his stuff together, they have the best matchup, quite frankly. And Jordan Matthews, he can be a PPR guy as well. Yeah. But I'm going to have to wait and see. I'm taking a wait and see. Where, where I was kind of bullish on Ertz, I'm going to take a wait and see on any of the wide receivers there in Philadelphia. I think they're going to run the ball a ton because they're going to be able to. You know, now, Ertz be... is a little different animal, too, because he could be a nice little safety blanket right. for Carson Wentz, where Jordan Matthews is a lot of timing and he likes to stretch the field. Whether or not they have that chemistry yet. I'm not sure. I'm like you. I want to wait and see a little bit. I'm not dissing on, on Jordan Matthews, but, you know, it's not so much him. It's everything else. Yeah, and this, and, this is a PPR league. You know, I think right. a bad stat line for Landry would be, because he's known for having low yards per yard per catch numbers, could be six or seven receptions for 45 yards with those six or seven receptions that makes all the difference in the world exactly i think seattle's going to blow the doors off of miami which to your point is going to open up late garbage time opportunities and as a jarvis landry and a jordan matthews owner quite frankly garbage time has been good to them going back to last season exactly (laughs) all right let's go to the phone lines we have a call area code 860 you are on the slant good morning Good morning, Mr. Flieger. Good morning, Principal Briggs. This is Bozo, and I don't want to start my guys I drafted. (laughs) There's a Bozo. There's he is, the week one Bozo. You should have drafted better. No, no, no. It's Dean from Connecticut, man. I drafted the asylum way, man. You're going to be proud of my draft, man, because 
I listened to what you said here. I mean, it's a 10-man league, but, dude, I got three of your top ten receivers. I remember uh, you guys had A.J. Green there. I got him, and Mr. Briggs had Golden Tate, I think, 10 or 11. I got Golden Tate, and you did mention Keenan Allen, and I got him. So I got three of those guys, and I got Lamar Miller, and I took uh, Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round. Oh, man. But you don't want to start any of these people. No, no, no. I want to start all those. Now, now you guys weren't really too high on him, but I'm drinking the Colby Fleener Kool-Aid. So I got him, and I got the Cardinals defense, and I got the Ravens kicker. What position I didn't mention was my RB2. I waited until I waited until the seventh round. It's PPR. I got Woodhead, and he's making me nervous, dude. So the guy I'm playing has Eifert. He dropped him and picked up Clive Walford on the on the uh, Raiders to play against me, and then the Melvin Gordon guy dropped Melvin Gordon and picked up Eifert. So now I got Melvin Gordon and Danny Woodhead, and I dropped <laughs> Terrence West to pick up. Uh, Christian Michael. So all I'm hearing is that Pete Carroll's going to treat this like it's a preseason game for for Rawls, and they're going to go up big and blow out Miami, and uh, Christian Michael's going to grind him into dust. So would you start Michael or Woodhead or Gordon? You know, I you know I know Mr. Flieger here doesn't like the Chargers. I think you guys you had him on your show, 4-12. and 12. I know they're a garbage low-rent team, and I don't really like having two Chargers in my lineup, Keenan Allen and Woodhead, but what would you guys do? Oh, this is a fine mess. I'm, I'm kind of bullish on Melvin Gordon this year. I don't know what it is, but I'm with you, Dean, that something about Danny Woodhead has got me a little nervous here. So here's what I'm going to say, Rick, and then you can you – can, I'm going to lay it up and then you can throw it down because I'm buying time here. I think with that lineup you have, I don't know what your matchup's like, what this other donkey you're playing, what he's putting out there. The fact that he drafted Tyler Eifert didn't have another tight end. and, and Oh, dude, to... he, 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 excuse me, he has, a, he kind of went zero RB. He has three humongous receivers. You know what? I was with you, Mr. Flieger. I was going to take Mike Evans. He was in my queue, and he took him, and that's when I took Keenan Allen. He's got Evans, Allen Robinson, and Hopkins going against me. Well, those are three wide receivers I really like. Yeah, me too, but he's starting Thomas Rawls, and he's starting Geo. I'm starting Lamar Miller, and this it's this other guy, and he's got Palmer, and I got Rodgers, and you know, it's going to be close with those receivers he's, he's got. But so I'm just I, wondering about Woodhead, you know? All right, Rick. I oh. feel like the, the safest bet in a full-point PPR is Woodhead because you know he's not going to take the hook. But I'm leaning Kristen Michael here a little bit. I, I agree with Dean's assessment that he's going to get enough work that we, we both seem to be in agreement that Seattle's going to be up big. So I think you're going to limit Rawls there. Woodhead's the guaranteed points. Michael's the higher upside. I'm not messing with Melvin Gordon against that Kansas City defense here in week one. I'm not sure this is the game we look for him to break out. I'm 51-49, Michael, but you could sway me real quick. You know, Dean, I'm not sure that I want to sway him. I think maybe in week one, Michael might be the play. Look, I'm I'm not – 
a truther. <laughs> That's for Dave. <laughs> I'm not a Michael truther at all. I can't. I, I, I'm not convinced about him at all. I really do like Melvin Gordon, and you know, kudos for picking him up because I think you need to keep him. Because I, I have a feeling Melvin Gordon is going to come into his own this year, but. I think maybe Michael slightly over Woodhead, even though, you know, I wouldn't have any heartburn starting Danny Woodhead because. What's going on with Woodhead that I don't, and Dean seems to be on the same boat. Something feels off. I don't know what it is. Is the fact that he's 100 now? Well, Well, Dean has been abysmal at at Arrowhead. I guess all I'm hearing all week is that they sacrifice children and they have him cursed and he cannot play at Arrowhead and it's just going to be a disaster. But that defense is banged up a little bit on KC. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and you know, we get into predictions. I mean, I, you know, I'm not convinced that, uh, you know, this is going to be any, any sort of a blowout in Arrowhead, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I'm just afraid Woodhead's going to get six or seven catches for 60 yards and maybe score once or twice, you know, and then and I'm going to want to shoot. He could do that. Of course he could. There's no doubt but, about that. And, and with Phil Rivers, you know, they can, they can move the football. And, and that's one reason. I don't care if they're playing Kansas City or not. I think they will move the football. And, and that's one reason why I give pause to Danny Woodhead because I think he's going to, you know, be the recipient of a lot of these little swing passes and that sort of thing. So, well, I tell you, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, for me, I think you know, what stays me is Christian – Christian Michael, he's going to get 10 to 15 carries in the fourth quarter of that game. I'm that yeah, Don't forget, this, this guy's starting Rawls, so it would be, it would be my uh, Christian Michael against his Rawls. I don't know. Well, the, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. No, that's all right. I mean, that's true, but, I mean, that's kind of like uh, saying where and west or something like that. I mean, you know, that's – kind of irrelevant if Rawls gets all the work and Michael yeah. doesn't vice versa. So, I mean, it's really not tit for tat there. I mean, you, you we're trying to maximize your point output. And I think Woodhead is certainly going to get plenty of action. So, I mean, I, I'm 50-50. I, I have, I'll defer to you, Rick. I'm I, going, I really can't. I'm going Michael for that reason. Generally, we want to maximize output. You match up really well in a lot of areas, and you've got them beat at quarterback, and you've got them beat at tight end. Worst-case scenario, Michael and Rawls go 50-50, and I think it's going, to be Rawls, or it's going to be Michael a lot more than that because they're going to get up big. They're going to preserve Rawls going forward. Let's, let's remember, Rawls hasn't seen any real action in the preseason where Christine Michael's been gra- grinding it out. So I'm almost going to fade Rawls a little bit here with Michael. I'm going to feel safe there. Look, is there the possibility, like you said, Dean, that, that Woodhead catches seven balls? It's there, but I'm not that confident in it. I think they're looking at Gates. I think Keenan Allen has a pretty big game. They're going to shut – Travis Benjamin. Yeah, they're, they're going to shut Melvin Gordon down. So I'm going to go Michael here almost for that reason, which I generally don't like to do. I'm going to cancel out Thomas Rawls there a little bit at worst split, and then we're going to go at him and we're going to beat him with the with the rest of the studs you put together okay man so yeah it's christian michael time i guess man <laughs> i will call you next week uh so what well, do you we guys think i was crazy it. man i i had aaron Rodgers there in the fourth round you know and that's when i would have taken my rb2 but man i couldn't pass up that value no that that's hard to i always want to wait on quarterback you got aaron Rodgers just staring you down in the fourth round you, you'll be happy you made that move. I, I don't think there's yeah. any question. 
about that. And he, after he last, last year when I had uh, Matt Ryan in a dumpster fire, you know, I know this league. It was going to go all the way down and back again. I would have been looking at him again this year if I didn't make that move then and there. Yeah, those those runs happen. It seems worse in those 10-team leagues. People tend to – I don't know why they, they get a little bit excited – but, you know, so, yeah, I, I think we'll go with that. You're going to be good down the road with Melvin Gordon, so I think it's all going to work out with you. I, I want to take a wait-and-see in Kansas City thing. That's just a house – as you said, that's a house of horrors for, for Rivers and for San Diego. And for yeah, a while. okay. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you there, man. I don't, leave, I don't like having two Chargers on my team, really. I didn't even notice that till like, after the draft. <laughs> Actually, you got three with Gordon, Woodhead, oh, and yeah. Yeah, but I'll never start all three of them. So what do you guys think of that? I have quite a few Asylum stars there, man. A.J. Green, uh, Golden Tate's my flex. I got Lamar Miller. I think I got a pretty good team this year. I, I love it. I, I love it. You, you're, you're rock solid at the quarterback position. Lamar Miller is a guy I really love, and I think he can outperform his ranking down there in Houston, loving loving the run of the receiver core. Keenan Allen's the only one that, that makes me nervous. I still think he's a top 12 guy. I don't remember where I had him ranked. But we've seen this guy go out and catch 14 balls, too. So if he can stay healthy, they're going to fling that ball around. They're going to be playing from behind. You, you, you're, you're solid. It, 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 you're in a lot better shape than the dumpster fire, a lot better Yeah, shape. there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, the only depth that I like to see you get is maybe – uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, right. no. You know what? I dropped him for – I had him, and I dropped him, I think, for – because uh, Aaron Rodgers has a bye week for I dropped him for Cousins because he's playing Cleveland week four. Well, there's no – yeah, there's no reason to keep him with those running backs you have. I was only – I need to we drop him. I've got him, name, I've got him on two or three leagues. I'm going to have to drop him. I actually started sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit. I let the – Ajayi truthers bully me into it. I need to, I need to back way off. Because you made a play though. You, oh, you yeah. just, they just you can mold you. you, you know. That's why we had to take a little hiatus there for a while. I had to step away because okay. I was becoming one of them. I was. Be, there's nothing worse than when you realize you've become what you hate, and that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I was totally on board with Mr. Flieger there, dude. I had him in my queue. I was gonna draft Mike Evans, and this clown took him right then, and I kind of got this discombobulated and that's when I took Keenan Allen because I thought he was the best available and then now I got to face Evans this week right, that's a that's a damn good consolation prize though I, I wouldn't lose a whole lot of sleep over that yeah I'm a big Evans guy but, but he has those games where he just disappears it just frustrates the hell out of you so if we can keep Keenan Allen healthy and I think that's the big if they're going to perform equally so you're going to be in good shape there I love the. Oh, and I got to mention, I got the secret bomb stashed on my bench, Josh Gordon. There you go. I mean, that could be huge dividends. He's still fat. Later he lost the weight. He said he came in all fat. I mean, he we looked got good in preseason. Yeah, yeah, he'll, no, he'll, no he'll be fine. About it. I don't think you forget how to, you know, catch ten, average eight to ten catches a game. So if he can stay out of the wacky weed and get himself back in shape, he'll be just fine. You're certainly gonna gonna stay afloat, and you know, when we get to week five, you're gonna be sitting three and one. I, I think without any doubt, not knowing your matchup, you're gonna be sitting three and one. If he gets rolling midseason, you're playing now. Now you're playing Josh Gordon in a flex. That's a good position to be in. All right, thanks guys. I'm gonna watch that freaking 
eight-game mix on DirecTV, and I'm going to watch the freaking Kansas City game with one eye and then sweat it out at 4 o'clock and watch Michael do his thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a stressful one, but but fear not, fear not. At least it's not C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, a la 2015, right? Oh, man, and look what C.J. Anderson did Thursday. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, That's yeah. what he was supposed to do last year. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, and I'm buying more in this year, Rick. I was, I was going to get into it. Let's talk about it with Dean, if, if you have the time, Dean, since it, it leads to so much consternation for you. I think we're going to see a lot of that. And they kept mentioning it on the broadcast. Collinsworth kept bringing it up, and that's what stuck out to me. Now that Peyton Manning's gone, Gary Kubiak can run his offense, and that offense is perfect for a guy like C.J. Anderson. I think the sky's the limit for him all of a sudden after all that kvetching and anger I had towards him. Now I'm Rick, a C.J. Anderson truther. Well, yeah, and the reason he's a truther, Dean, is week one in our League of Consequence, we played each other, and of oh, course yeah. he put up 29.9 <laughs> points against me. So, uh, But I'll tell you what, I'll take consolation in it. I got Calvin Benjamin, and I think Calvin Benjamin is right as rain, and he's going to be studly for me this year. So, uh, you know, two good things came out of that game, really, C.J. Anderson and Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin looked great. Well, you know, guys, I don't want to hog all the time. I know you got business to do. Thanks for answering this question. I hope it works out. Hope your leagues work out. And uh, have a good day watching the games, man. All right. Appreciate it. Great to hear from you, Dean. Good luck. And now I'll be watching the Seattle game nervously as well. So of course. Thanks a lot, Dean. We'll see you, buddy. All right, Rick. Well, let, let's keep moving here. This is one I will monitor. I take this stuff personally. I will be sweating out. And it's going to be weird because I got Thomas Rawls in that, that one league in the fantasygreek.com league where I'm going to need something out of Rawls. So I, I, don't right. know. I don't know who to trust there. All right, real quick, let's get going. Uh, Landry or Michael Floyd, PPR? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a little tougher. I'm I'm going to go Floyd. It, it, it's a safer bet. Much as I like Landry, that that's there, there's less risk there. I, I think I think Arizona has a big game. I think they're still ticked off the way 2015 ended. I, I'm going to go Floyd here, but it's close. I'll tell you what, I got to go Landry. I mean, you know, Seattle. I mean, they moved the ball on Seattle last year at times, offenses, and whether or not they're getting plowed or not. I think Landry gets his work, and I mean, you know what? This is a hundred-plus catch guy. Floyd's not. I mean, you know, Fitzgerald is on that team, and Michael Floyd is not. You know, it's not transitioning to Michael Floyd and not Larry Fitzgerald, and but it is Jarvis Landry number one on Miami. So I have to go Landry on that one, and I apologize. Yeah, you. But you know what though, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin that back because something just dawned on me is I'm I'm looking at my show sheet show sheet, show sheet that Devontae Parker is really questionable going into this game so it's pretty crowded with John Brown with with Michael Floyd with Larry Fitzgerald Jarvis Landry irregardless of the matchup he's the only game in town th- th- this week quite frankly so. I still really like Floyd here. I, I actually think I have him as a start. We're going to get into those real quick here because we, we are running we out of to, yeah. we are running out of time rapidly. But I'll go with you. I'll make it unanimous. The more I think about it, Jarvis Landry, in a PPR, he's going to catch six balls. He's going to catch seven balls. And then whatever yardage, if you can sneak a touchdown out of it, it ends up being a big game. 
All right. There we go. Let's get moving. All right. If we are caught up, let's get to – do we need to do starts and sits, quite frankly? We did them on Wednesday. Is yeah. There, is there anyone you want to throw out there I'll tell you that's one not that, obvious? I'll tell you one that I like to put out there is, a, is a, I think a nice flex play is uh, Travis Benjamin, San Diego. I think you got a lot of love for Travis Benjamin. I mean, after what he did last year, I mean, look, he's an upgrade over, over you know Malcolm Floyd or Stevie Johnson, and Phil Rivers loves to throw the football. That's true. He's going to throw it forty times. Yeah, and and with Keenan Allen healthy right now, I I just think there's a lot of opportunity for Travis Benjamin to be catching a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. and you know I think he's going to be a nice start. The only one I have, I have a sit, Rick, that we didn't discuss Wednesday. The rest are pretty much mirror images of what we did Wednesday. I have a sit, Julian Edelman going against Arizona, sticking with that game. That's a that's a Tom Brady thing with Edelman. Now, if everything else is equal, if we had Gronk, if they're able to run the ball, if you're playing a defense that, that wasn't absolutely terrifying, you know, Julian Edelman will get somewhere. He's not going to put up those 11 catch games he puts up with Tom Brady, irregardless, right. even with Garoppolo. This is a bad matchup. You're missing the two, the top two key components of your offense. We got questions in the running game. I'm, I'm not going anywhere near Edelman until Tom Brady comes back and Gronk comes back healthy. That's what opens things up for Edelman. The timing he has with Tom Brady, as good as Jimmy Garoppolo's look. He, he's not going to have that rapport, so I am standing way clear of Julian Edelman this week. All right. Hey, we have one more before we move on here. It's an interesting question uh, in the chat room. I have Michael Thomas on the bench, Eli's quarterback. He's thinking of dropping Thomas for Victor Cruz. Mm-mm. Now, for this week, you know, Tom, is I'm actually starting him against you now in the League of Consequence, and I'm waffling on it because he suddenly showed up on the injury report. So I'm thinking about him or Tajay Sharp now that Marcus Wheaton's out because Marcus Wheaton's right. who I had in the flex. I can't seem to get that flex spot filled out. Michael Thomas is going to do big things this year. I don't know if this is a keeper league or a redraft league. I'm going to assume it's just a redraft league. I think Michael Thomas is is going to be big this year. Victor Cruz. You know, he showed off a little bit healthy towards the end of the preseason. People were excited, getting excited about him. I'm, I'm pumping the brakes there. We, we we still got Victor Cruz. We still got Shane Vereen catching balls out of the backfield. Shepard's expected to really get it rolling as a rookie. I'm not messing with Victor Cruz. Certainly not drop dropping a Michael Thomas for him. I'm, I'm not doing it. I don't think I would either, Rick, simply because Victor Cruz – I think it's inevitable he's going to get injured. And, I, I mean, I hate hanging a label on a guy, but he can't seem to stay healthy no. even when he's not playing right, football. Right, and, exactly. and that really scares me. And, and and moreover, I just think Michael Thomas is going to be that good. I'm, yeah. I'm that excited about that. Right. Now, I mean, you're always nervous about the New Orleans guys. He's going to be Cooks this week. He's going to be Sneed next week. It's going to be Fleener the week after that. And then Thomas is going to get his shot. But I'm really, really excited about this kid. And and I know, you know, I know you put uh, Eli in as quarterback, thinking of you know the hookup with Victor Cruz. But I tell you what, you know, Odell is the hookup guy with Eli. If you know, in fantasy, I I don't think, you know, um, I'll I'll tell you this: if he already had Cruz, I might 
throw him in or in a daily league. Victor Cruz would be a nice cheap option yeah, to throw sure. in a lineup while he's healthy. They're going to want to try to work him in a little bit. I think I think he could set up for a nice game this week. But to if you drop right. Michael Thomas, he's going to get snapped up real quick. And so long term, I want Michael Thomas. Now, but for one week, if you already had Victor Cruz, or this is a guy I've been thinking about as I'm getting ready to when we get off the air here to set my daily lineups. This is a guy I find it intriguing this week. I think he has a big right. week as they try to work him back in. All right, Rick, let's get to the – what do we – we got eight minutes till we want to hit the mailbag. Let's get to our week one predictions, Rick. I will admit, full disclosure, I am already 0-1, as I had predicted the Panthers to beat your Broncos 16-9. So I started out with a big L. I am 0-1. Yeah, I'm 0-1, too. I had the Panthers winning – 24 to 21. So uh, we're 0 and 1. You were a little closer to the score, anyhow. All right, Rick, let's do it. Vikings and Sean Hill, your boy, roll into Tennessee to take on the Titans. And I tell you what, I am not convinced that uh, Sean Hill's the guy to lead Minnesota to the <laughs> promised land. I like what they're doing in Tennessee, quite frankly. I think they've made some uh, some leaps and bounds. Are they as good as Minnesota? No. No, certainly not. But week one, I think they're going to take them by surprise. I got Tennessee 24, Minnesota 19. Yeah, I like the Titans as well, 23-13. This is going to be – Vikings got a really good defense. They got a playoff caliber defense. They got a division contender caliber defense. Titans have enough weapons on offense to overcome that. Minnesota, it's Sean Hill. It's going to be all Adrian Peterson. He's going to get his. He's obviously going to have a big day, but I like the Titans as well, 23-13. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. I thought you had something. Well, I do. I, we have a couple in the, in the well, chat room that we got always to get comes to. first. That always comes first. PPR. All right. I mean, this guy, I mean, this guy must be loaded. <laughs> all right. PPR, Lacey or Latavius Murray? Oh, Ouch. Um, and, and it's dazed and confused. And, and, he's and always stacked. He's always stacked. He must be in a four-team league. I mean, I, some of the guys that he has I are don't amazing. Wanna, I'd never want to be in a league with him, I'll tell you that. No, me either. I'm going to go Lacey. You drafted him earlier, Murray. The only concern I have for Murray is that Carr could throw the ball 40 times in this game, which could affect which could affect Murray a little bit. I buy into the Tony Robbins, P90X, Eddie Lacy. You drafted him ahead of him. It's week one, Rick. I'm going to go Lacy here. I'll be honest with you. I love Latavius Murray you really a, against New Orleans. I mean, anybody you against love him in New general. Orleans. Well, there's that. Too. You know, but, you know, I, I'm. It's week one, Bozo. Yeah, it, it's week <laughs> one, Bozo. Yeah, that, I'm talking to myself here. So, I mean, I think I'd probably go with Lacey as well. Yeah. If you have to take one of them. That's like a not Sophie's both, choice, though, right? I mean. It uh, is. It, or it, it, well, probably not because you're a loser either way in that one. I think you're a winner either way in this. Right. Okay. We have a standard, and we need two. All right. Let me get my pen. All right. We need two out of Melvin Gordon, Arian Foster, Rashad Jennings, Justin Forsett. Yeah, that's a good group with bad matchups on your top end. So Jennings is the obvious one, I think. Although Dallas has got a decent little run defense, but that is a much better that's a much better matchup than than Foster or Gordon have. Forsett, I'm just not, I'm not going anywhere near that that Baltimore running situation right now. I I just can't do it, even though they've got themselves a a better matchup. 
do I go far? I think I'm going to go foster here, even in Seattle. He's going to find ways to get in the end zone. Miami's not going to get shut out. Now, as I always do, completely contradicting myself from what I said merely 45 minutes ago about chasing touchdowns. Arian Foster is going to be a big part of this offense if they're going to move the ball at all. I think on this list, Arian Foster is your number one running back, so I'm almost going to match up proof him. I'm going to go Foster. I'm going to go Jennings. Yeah, I mean, that is a tough question, quite frankly. Um, I'm not as averted to Justin Forsett as you are. Um, I think Justin Forsett, and I've been saying it for weeks, he's the guy in Baltimore if he's healthy, and I think I have to go with Forsett. Uh, they're, you know, they're playing Buffalo. That defense has been, you know, they got suspensions, they've got injuries, they've got Rob Ryan. That's a big problem <laughs> right there. That's a really big problem. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I would go Forsett and Jennings. I, I think Jennings is the guy with with Green Bay or Green Bay with the Giants. Um, Arian Foster, obviously to me, is the most talented back out of those four, and that's the only reason he gets the nod over Forsett for me. It's week one, Bozo. Yeah, I know, but did you draft Aaron <laughs> Foster that early? Well, well of course, probably. I mean, with Forsett and Jennings, you probably did draft him first. If you drafted him, well, you know, he's got to have an RB1. These guys are the twos and threes, I yeah, have to yeah. assume, unless he went zero running backs, which right. a lot of these guys are And if he did, going. he did pretty damn well, quite frankly. Yeah. They put those four together on a zero RB. Yeah, and, and you know, and I don't like – not even bringing up Melvin Gordon in the conversation because I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a pretty doggone good year. But against Kansas City in Week One, in I think Kansas City, I think I matchup. put him out this week. He went zero running backs. He just answered us, and and you got a nice stable yeah. here. If you're going to go zero RB, that's what you want it to look like. Now you're going to have these gut wrenching decisions right. every week. I'll tell you what, I would go Foster for set to see what you got with Arian Foster in week one. All right. If it looks like he's getting a little tender, you know, then you still have Jennings or Gordon. Is There's no problem. Same with Forsett. But that's where I'm going right now. I'm going with the Fs. All right. Foster I'm a, and Forsett. I'm going to go Foster, Jennings. So we'll agree on one. He'll have to pick who he likes out of us better for that second one. I think Jennings is safer. Anyhow, it may be more upside with four sets, certainly a much better matchup. Well, I mean, I really like, I mean, for going zero running back. Well, this is fantastic. I think he has four, or he obviously has four starters. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you have four guys that are starting, at least one of them is going to cash in. I have leagues I didn't go zero RB, and I don't have four legitimate number (laughs) one running backs. So, uh, bully to you, sir, certainly. All right, we caught up there, Rick. Uh, no, we have one All more, right, but we have to, um, uh, I wish, boy, I wish we had a balloon popping And we don't sound. have that. What, I, I, what do we have that's, uh, that's like that? You go ahead and talk. I'll see what I can come up with here. All right. Well, I mean, I just, uh, you know, dazed and confused head is really starting to swell here as we gave him the, you know, close enough he, he says he's just good <laughs> i wouldn't play with him i mean this is three or four years now and every question is pick one of these four superstars superstar yeah. one two three or four and don't mess it up 
So good. His head should swell. I, I'm, I'm, I like oh, it. Yeah, that's old Rick. That's that's Flieger. That's, hey, that's what you, he does. You, you know, I have no love for that chat room. I just, <laughs> I give credit where it's due. Standard. Right. Need one. Langford, Bernard, Jennings. Langford, man, these are tough calls. I'm a Langford one. guy. I'm going. I'm going Langford. Yeah. Bernard's in, always intriguing to me. If this was a PPR, I think it would be Geo going away. So, but for me, it comes down to Langford Jennings. Don't like the matchup, quite frankly, for for uh, Chicago. Well, this yeah, but week. you're going to like any matchup for Chicago. That's I true. Mean, they, they look think, like a train wreck. Yeah, yeah they're year, they're but... a, to use Dean's term, they're a dumpster fire. So I agree. I'm going to go Langford there. Certainly the highest upside play. All right. Now we're caught up. All right, Rick. We'll go through these quick because it is question time. Uh, Bears, right. speaking of that, Bears at Texans. I like Houston. I have Houston 24, Chicago 17. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in week one. Week one is usually kind of strange. Yeah, you know, these are these are right. the hardest games to predict. I, I too, have Houston 34-23. We have the Browns at the, at the Eagles. I tell you what, I think uh, Cleveland gets off to a 1-0 and start. I'm going Cleveland 21, Philadelphia 20. And I had the Browns 24-6. I think Lynch just falls on <laughs> There we face. go. All just right. Falls on I like face. this kind of prediction. I, you, you are entertained by my ridiculous scores. Yeah. I need to pay attention this year and see if any of them actually I ever get right with these 9s and well, 11s. I'm going to keep the thing that we're yeah, going I'll, to uh, I'll send keep it track. I'll send it home. With you right. can run it through your, your tabulator machine. All right, we've got Buffalo heading to Baltimore. Take on your Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. my Ravens. I'll tell you what, I, I'm not convinced either one of these teams are that good this year. Buffalo's got all kinds of defensive problems. But I'll tell you what, I like Tyrod Taylor. And I like Buffalo 23, Baltimore 20. Yeah, this is a battle of what I think is ultimately going to be two eight and eight or seven and nine teams. Just just a whole lot of mediocrity there. So in this one, I'm going to give the edge to the Ravens at home, 29-7. There's a lot of excitement in Buffalo about the start of this season. 29-7. 29-27. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) There's a lot of excitement brewing up there in Buffalo and the Bills Mafia. And this is just the kind of game where they fall flat on their face. So I think the Ravens win on a field goal late. All right. We have the uh, – well, we've talked about this game plenty. The Chargers heading into Kansas City, taking on the Chiefs. Yes. And and, and – What the Andy, heck was that? That was – Is that the bell tolling? That is the hammer coming down. Oh, oh wow. Super decision. San Diego 31, Kansas City 23. Whoa. Whoa, that's that's madness. I got the Chiefs 33-21, much more predictable predictably and what should be a fantasy bonanza rick the raiders head into new orleans take on the saints yeah and i think it is going to be uh, uh you know we do we're doing some starts and says i think Derek carr is a must start oh, in any league any format i don't care i like oakland 37 new orleans 30 i think new orleans is going to get their score you know because it is drew Brees and company but uh I like Oakland, 37-30. I'm going to go – I think it's 50-50. I think it's a shootout. I'm going to go with the home team here, 37-31. Whoever has the ball last is going to be one of those backyard type of games. Drew Brees got his money. They, they, they know how to do it in New Orleans. So, I think they start off with a win, although it, it's going to be wild. Buccaneers, Jameis Winston head into Atlanta, take on the Falcons. You know, I am kind of like uh... – an Atlanta believer a little bit this year, and I like Tampa Bay as well, but I'm going Atlanta 
31, Tampa Bay 27. I like this. There's going to be great separation between us already after week one, as we've been opposite on almost all these games. <laughs> I think it's going to be close. These these NFC South games are almost impossible to predict week to week if Carolina's not involved in them. But I like the Bucks here, 23-16 by a touchdown, what I think is going to be a, a decent game. All right, we've got the Bengals at the Jets. Yeah, and I think this is going to be another close one. And uh, I am going – I think I'm going – I had an original score down, but I'm oh, thinking maybe it's a little high, but I'll stick with it. I'm going to Jets, edging out the Bengals 30-28. to 28. The Bengals are my predicted, if you were listening on Wednesday, my predicted Super Bowl champion. Idiot. <laughs> Here in 2016, so I think they get things rolling. They're looking to make things right after the disastrous way their season ended. I get the Bengals 27-17. All right, we've got the uh, Packers in Jacksonville taking on Blake, our boy Blake Bortles. I think this is a shootout from the get-go. I think Green Bay, and, and I, you know, I think I'm probably putting some of these scores a little high in Week One. I understand that, but I, I'm looking for a shootout. I like Green Bay 38, Jacksonville 34. Yeah, I think the Jaguars are ready to turn a corner this year, but they're not ready to win this game yet. You got the Packers at home in Week One, where you should have your best opportunity to be competitive, but I don't think they're ready to win this one yet. And I've got the Packers, uh, what do I got, 28-24. So I do have a fairly close game there. Another one we spent a ton of time talking about, Miami's at Seattle. Yeah, I don't think this is all that close. I like Seattle, 28-16. Yeah, I got 28-13, so we're pretty close on that one. Dak Prescott makes his debut at home against Eli and the Giants. Yeah, and I think Eli and the Giants here, my prediction to take the NFC East. I like New York uh, getting off to a decent start against a uh, rookie, 31-23. Yeah, everybody's just giddy over this Cowboys team and Dak Prescott, and I thought it was kind of a work, and then everybody's predicting Dallas to win this one. I agree. I think you've got Eli, you got Odell, you got Jennings. You, you've got some real veterans there. The defense isn't going to be great, but it's going to be good enough. I got the Giants 20-14 to 14 in what could be another shootout, Ray. I wonder if any of these shootouts actually happen. Probably not. Detroit's in Indy taking on the Colts. Yeah, I like Detroit in this one. I don't really like Detroit, but I, I am not convinced Indianapolis is going to be that great just because Andrew Luck's back. They're going to be more competitive. But I'm going Detroit 28-21. We're going to disagree again. I think it's another shootout. Two teams I don't really have a good handle on, so I'm going to cop out, go with the home team by a field goal, 34-31. New England, Jimmy Garoppolo, your boy, Martellus Bennett, roll out to Arizona tonight, take on the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a rough start. You don't have Gronk. You don't have Brady. You're playing at Arizona. I like Arizona 31, New England 17. Yeah, I, I like Arizona as well. 29-19, I want you to remember that one. Oh, boy, I'll be... You know, waiting with bated breath for the final. <laughs> I, don't, score. I don't even know how you get to nineteen, but that I like that. It's number. not that hard. What Seventeen and a safety or safety's never happened. Though. But everybody does all the two point field goals, two point I conversions mean, now, so you things. get some wacky numbers. All right, Monday night doubleheader. Our Steelers, Rick, head down to the nation's capital, take on the Washington Redskins. Yeah, and yes, we say Redskins. And I and I think they beat the Redskins, but. You know, I think they're going to give up some points. I like Pittsburgh 34, Washington 24. Yeah, I believe Mike Tomlin has only lost one time on Monday night. I think this is a good game. I think it's a competitive game. I really like Kirk Cousins. 
But Pittsburgh, just just too many weapons. Ben Roethlisberger is in that elite status at the quarterback position now. I've got the Steelers 37, Redskins 27. And capping it off, the L.A. Rams, Rick, in San Francisco, taking on your Niners. <laughs> yeah, my Niners. Uh, you know, it's, it's a game of snoozers here. <laughs> I mean, I'm going – well, you won't see one play no. this game. You will Even be if it was on so prime fast. time, I wouldn't watch it, I don't think. But uh, other than maybe to watch Todd Gurley a little bit. I think they're kicking at 1030. Yeah. I mean, you will see not Long one play. Gone, man. <laughs> L.A. 13, San Francisco 6. Yeah, I think L.A. gets it rolling here 23 to 10. San Francisco's just that bad. All right, Rick. Well, we are way over time. Yeah, this we... show has been busier than I expected. Let's get to the mailbag. You we, got we it. We split man. them, so why don't you start? All right, we have a uh, real simple one right off the bat here. Uh, Bob in Reno wants to know, Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, ouch. That, that, that's a tough one right off the bat. I'm going Tyrod in Baltimore. Much, much simpler matchup. I'm going to go Tyrod here. Well, Bob, I know you I, love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I hate to do it to you, Bob, but I got to go Fitzpatrick. Way too many weapons at his disposal and you know a year under the belt i mean i think the chemistry's there with these guys they're can play some defense but they're you know and, and pittsburgh could move the ball on them too and score You're and right. and i'll tell you what i mean these guys are veterans you got decker you got uh brandon marshall you got fitzpatrick all veterans they're really <laughs> priming and, you know, I took them to win the division. I, I have to go Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right. So, if you want the voice of reason, go with Taylor. If you like grumpy old men, you can go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, Rick, I'll cut out all the pleasantries. Bill from, Bill from Rhode Island, half-point PPR, Yeldon or James White? A lot of James White in this man. Yeldon. Yeah, I'm with Yeldon here. Ivory's nicked up. I have been searching feverishly all morning to make sure he's going to go. Oh, wait, we have a – we had update still he just he may not start so there's question marks to ivory i love what i saw out of yeldon in the preseason i am going to agree with you and i'll go with yeldon let's just go tit for tat here rick if we have uh no not a problem ralph and philly pick one in ppr abdullah duke johnson or melvin gordon <laughs> yuck uh duke johnson I'll go along with you. All right. Uh, Paul from the Berg, I believe he wrote in on Wednesday. Standard league, Tyler Lockett or Jarvis Landry? Standard now. Standard Jarvis Landry or who? Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. I'm telling you, Lockett shows up in his mailbag 85 I got. Times. Yeah, I, I know. Um, I got to go um, Landry. I'm still going with I, Landry. I'm still going with him. All right. And it, you know what? It's kind of funny. We we kind of went through and pulled some of these out. We had that other one from Paul in the Berg. Need a flex in PPR. Duke Johnson, Kamar Aiken, Muhammad Sanu, or Tim Hightower? Wow, that's a stack of mediocrity right there. I think it's still Duke. I, I think they're, they're about in the right order there. I like Kamar Aiken. I think this is certainly you buying into Aiken well, yeah. a lot of people are of course I, I have Steve, no patience Steve for Smith's Aiken. ancient he's my age and he's banged up um you know Perryman to me I, I I'm not even there's nothing about Perryman right now that I like so I mean yeah I, I'm certainly buying into Kamar Aiken I, I I would go Duke Johnson second 
but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I'm, I'm gonna Aiken. need to. I'm gonna need to see it from Aiken. All right, all right. Here we back. Sammy from Jersey, Rick, and a half point PPR pick two. Ertz, Edelman, Bennett. So you just got to drop one. That one's easy for me. I would drop Edelman. Yeah, I'm taking Edelman out of there. Ertz, Ertz will be fine, and Bennett, I think, is a top five or six tight end this week. Okay, uh, we have Shelley in Morgantown, pick two in PPR. Eric Decker, Travis Benjamin, Willie Sneed, Dontre Moncrief. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, Decker, uh, I think Decker's just the best receiver on that list. Uh, I, I know you're a Benjamin truther. I'm more of a wait and see. This comes down to Sneed and Moncrief for me, both in shootouts. You know what? Moncrief has less competition, so I'm going to go Decker and Moncrief here, but it's close with Snead. It's really close. It's close with all of them, to be honest with you, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with you. Decker and Moncrief. Yeah, Snead, basically, he's dealing with Michael Thomas. He's dealing with three plus the tight end. I think right. it's Hilton. It's Moncrief. Yeah, don't, don't bring me those other guys. <laughs> Just don't, don't bring me that list. That's the only reason I make that pick. All right, your boy from Sioux Falls, Rick Eugene, needs three in a PPR. And, and here comes this name again, Vincent Jackson, Michael Floyd, Marvin Jones, Tyler Lockett. Okay, Vincent Jackson, Marvin Jones, Tyler Lockett, and who is the other one? Michael Floyd. Michael so you Floyd. just have to drop one, Rick. I think okay. this oh, is easy. We need to, I would. I'm dropping Jacks. Yeah, I, I would drop V Jacks. We only dropping one. Okay. Yeah, that's not too difficult, really. Okay. Um, Rick in Carlisle. Um, I have AP as an RB1. Who should I start for my RB2? It's standard. Rashad Jennings, Justin Forsett. <laughs> Boy, isn't that a familiar conundrum here? Yeah. So we know I like Jennings and you like Forsett, right? <laughs> right, this is what we've come down to. That's basically, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what we decided a scant 15 minutes ago or whatever it was. Right. I, I like Forsett. He's the, you know, I hate this word, but he's the bell cow for, for the Giants you mean this Jennings, year. Jennings, yeah. What I say. Forsett. No, yeah, so Jennings is, is the bell cow there. I'm sticking with Jennings. Maybe it's because I'm starting Jennings in about nine leagues today because I drafted him everywhere. Yeah, I, I actually like Forsett a little bit better, but um, – Look, I mean, it, it, it's a 51-49 thing. I mean, I'm certainly not going to kick. I, I'm all in on Rashad Jennings being number one in, in the Giants. And I like this guy for the last couple of years. I actually thought he acquitted himself quite well towards the end of last year and, and deserved to be the number one. I'm, it's just very close. I, I'd have to go with um, four set. Okay, we have one in the chat room here. PPR, Ertz or Gates? Gates is safer, right? Ertz is better. Gates is safer. I'm going Antonio Gates. Rivers and Gates yeah. love each other. I'd have to go Gates. Gates is healthy right now. Right. If, if this was even Sam Bradford at quarterback, and this was week eight, and I knew how everything shook out, the answer would probably be Ertz. But for this week, with the quarterback questions, that's where it's Gates. If we answer the quarterback question, it's always going to be Ertz. I'm going to rank Ertz ahead of Gates, even with all the love we both have for Antonio Gates. But for week one, I'm going to play it safe here. You know Gates is going to get his. There's yeah. almost a guarantee he ends up in the end zone. Right. right? All right, so we've got Dave from North Krakalaki. Rick, he needs two in a standard league. Frank Gore, Jeremy Hill, 
Derrick Henry, who I'm surprised we haven't talked more about today, and Rashad Jennings. Hill and Jennings. I agree. I agree. I think Henry's going to be the guy on this list a few weeks down the road, but I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, he's not yet. That that Minnesota defense, you know I love Jennings. Jeremy Hill makes me nervous because of what Gio Bernard continues to do and even the the carry distribution, if you can take anything from it in the preseason, seem to lean a little more heavily or, uh, Gio Bernard. But I, I'm going to go Hill here in week one. I want no parts of Gore, and let's wait and see what happens with Derrick Henry. Right. Okay, uh, where are we going here? Chuck in San Fernando. Watkins or Diggs in PPR? Uh, that's Watkins. Yeah. Watkins is a number one for yeah. me. And, and especially with Sean Hill, yeah. I don't want Diggs. All right, what do we have here? We need one and a half point PPR. And this is a long list. I'd like to have to make this a decision. I wonder who his number one is. So we need one and a half point PPR. Forte, Foster, Gordon, West. Okay, you're going to have to do it again. So what was that again? Forte. Okay. Foster. Melvin Gordon. Terrence West. And we're picking how many? Just one. And it's standard. Standard league. No, I lied. Half point PPR. Oh, half point PPR. Forte. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I'm with you. The PPR puts it over the top. Forte's going to get enough work Forte. There. I mean, right now, to me, Forte, Foster, Gordon, West, that's probably the order I'd put them in. Yeah. I'm not sure with uh, – With West, a better matchup, Foster would jump ahead of right. Forte I easily, but not this week. No, I, I agree. Okay, where are we at here? Here's uh, Steve in D.C. I decided to grab a uh, defense question. What defense should I start, New York Jets or pick up Green Bay at Jacksonville? Six of one, Jets. Yeah. I'm, Much I'm, more turnover opportunity. Yeah, there, I'm I going with think. Jets. Hello, Bortles throws, throws him his share of uh, interception. Yeah, but, but he could also score a lot of points. Yeah, and, they, and if you lose points by giving up yards right. and so forth. They, I think, they could put up. Right. 30 in a, in a loss, quite frankly, which is pretty close to where I think I had the map. I got a real simple uh, quarterback question here, Rick. This is tough. Greg from Fairfax. Big Ben or David Carr? Woo! I mean, Carr's probably the number one. I, I think I'm going Carr against New Orleans. I think I would, too. As I much really as I do. love Big Ben in that offense. Um, the matchup's just too damn good for Carr yeah, this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm going Carr against New Orleans. Yes. The other 12 games, you have to make this decision, say, for injury in right. my week. So the other ben. 11 games, you have to make this. The answer is Ben. I, I'm not giving up on Carr this week. I'm not going to have those points on my bench. Exactly. All right, Clinton Akron has a trade question, and we got to get Ooh. to it before the season starts, I'm sure. Um, PPR, I was offered Sammy Watkins and Sammy Coates for A.J. Green and Vincent Jackson. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. We'll remember which was which. I, I like the green side of this trade. I do too. I mean, I think AJ Green's a top, easily be top five. He's certainly top ten. Watkins, you know, the jury's still out on on this Buffalo offense, and I feel like and, he's frail. I think Sammy Watkins is a number one wide receiver. I feel like he's frail. Yeah, I could be wrong. I mean, if this is dynasty, I might. Oh yeah, yeah. Might do that because you have Coates and Watkins. But if I mean, it's dynasty, I wouldn't even think twice. But. 
you know, I, I'm assuming it's not. We don't get many dynasty questions. You know, Vincent Jackson is my age and really kind of just disappeared last year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking for anything really big out of Vincent Jackson. So, uh, yeah, I would go with uh, – yeah, yeah. I don't know who, who – You know, I, that's the thing. But the upside – yeah, I mean, I don't like Vincent Jackson, but he's going to play. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like, like the A.J. Green. Green. Jackson. Yeah, I think yeah. I – yeah. I don't like Vincent Jackson. I guess I wanted to really hammer that point in, but I think he's safer than Coates is. Right. And A.J. Green's is over Watkins. So. Yeah, yeah. you're giving up too much in Green, even for a Watkins. All right, we got Adam from Philly. It's a PPR. He needs four. So, Rick, we just got to sit one of these. Sit one of Lacey, D'Angelo Williams, Spencer Ware, Dante Moncrief, or Eric Decker. Just need to sit one. Ware. That's who I'd sit. You know what? I think I'm going to agree. I think Moncrief has a big game. It came down to where a Moncrief for me. I, w- I was going to yeah, say Moncrief, definitely. but you know, you're, I think you're right because I think about a flex position. In a PPR flex position, I'd rather have Dante Moncrief than Spencer Ware. Eddie Lacy and D'Angelo are clearly your two running backs. Well, they're clearly starts. And quite, quite frankly, here's my philosophy in a PPR in a flex position – all things being equal, I'm always going to side with the wide receiver, right? I, I think that's what this comes down to for me. I, I do it in our leagues. In a full-point PPR, all things being equal, if I'm 50-50 on players and one's a running back and one's in receiver, I'm going to defer to the receiver there. You will, yeah. But, you know, yeah, I mean, that's what we uh, that's just another discussion. But Yeah, we can save that for yeah. Wednesday. But, Put that in but Lacey – yeah, Lacey and D. Will they are starts. Period. So uh, yeah, and, and where I think you're splitting, splitting carries, and workload, and you know if if I'm wrong in the prediction and it's a total disaster in Arrowhead, you know now I think West gets a lot mm-hmm. more work. So I mean I I think that's an easy sit to me. All right, you got anything else over there? Yeah, I have Sam in Titusville. Titusville, yeah. Pennsylvania. And see, I didn't say. It could be Florida, too. So. They're at Titusville in Florida. Yes, indeed. Who knew? I did. I used to live down in Florida. <laughs> you used to live everywhere, you damn gypsy. Rivers or Dalton? Maybe I don't about it. We're talking about somebody who's streaming... Dalton, you know, as Dean said, Kansas City's a house of horrors for River. I know you're going Rivers because you're infatuated with him. Not infatuated with him, but That's this a guy's bad, a 4,500 yard passer. He is and so bad in Kansas City, though. In Kansas City, he is so bad. I'm going with Dalton. Sorry, Sam. I got to go, <laughs> Phil Rivers, buddy. I'm sorry. There are some guys you will not move off of, regardless of anything, and I like that. I like yeah. your conviction. You're usually wrong, but you're loud wrong. I don't I, know. I don't know if I'm usually wrong. You're loud yeah. wrong, and I appreciate that. So, <laughs> where, where are we at here, Rick? Um, you tell me, buddy. I'm bouncing around because we are not going to get to all of this. I'll get on the email and respond to everybody else individually if I can. All right, pick one and a half point PPR: Crabtree, Edelman, or Lockett. This one's easy. Crabtree, yeah. Crabtree's easy. Yeah, that's not even close easy. to me. Yeah, no offense, pal, but I mean, you know. <laughs> pal. <laughs> just, that's just me. Okay. Uh, our old boy, Seth in Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque. He knew he should have taken that left turn. Derek Carr or Eli? Carr. Carr. Got to go to week, car. week to week, probably Eli. I, I don't, don't know. I like Eli. 
I mean, I think you're going to be able to play matchups. I think we're going to be having a lot of questions as the weeks go on until, well, I, I can't say that. I'm going to say about the first three or four weeks, we're going to have a lot of Eli, Derek Carr questions. I think Derek Carr is going to be, look, he's QB1 2016. I'm telling you that right now. Probably. Uh, and, Probably. I mean, I just. But so is Eli, so. <laughs> good point. But I mean, you know, yeah, Seth may be having uh, matchup questions about every week with these two. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let me try to find some good ones here. All right, Tony from the Bronx, Rick. He's got a standard <laughs> league question. Needs one: Legarrette Blunt, Melvin Gordon, Isaiah Crowell. Crowell. Yeah, I think that's Crowell. I like the matchup with Philly. We, you know, and there's a guy that we really haven't talked about. Tony. I mean, I'm lo- uh, not looking for anything spectacular out of Crowell. But I think Cleveland, I mean, I think they've Hugh Jackson's made the decision. He's basically going to get the, the brunt of the work. Duke Johnson's going to get some third down work and, and this kind of thing. I understand that. But I can almost see a um, Crowell with a 2015 Jonathan Stewart-like season. Like 900 Eight yards. Eight to 900 yards, maybe 950-something in that line. Nothing spectacular, but certainly nothing that's going to kill you. And, and let's face it, with all the Jonathan Stewart love after 968 yards or whatever it was last year. I was when you pointed year. that out to me on Wednesday. <laughs> I had my head, Stewart went off last year, and he stunk well, he by the numbers. He stunk. He didn't stink. Number one, he played most of the season, which was a stunner. Well, yeah, that's a victory for him right there. Right. But, you know. And of course, he he plays with with Cam Newton, who's going to get the line, uh, you know, so much much of the rushing yard just because he's Cam Newton. But I think Cruel, I think he's certainly solid enough, and Cleveland will be eh, enough where he'll get eight nine hundred yards probably. So yeah, I don't think Cruel's going to kill you any week. No, no. All right, what do you got there, Ray? Okay, oh, it's my turn. Okay, we have Rondo in Tidyut. Idiot. Is yeah. that a real place? Yeah, it's right up. Uh, it's actually local around here. You used to hunt up around there. Where's it at? Up around Ty and Nesta. They have internet up there. He's able to hear the show and email it. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> let's not be, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Let's not be cruel here. What's his name? Rondo. Rondo, you're my man. I'm That's, sorry. All right. I apologize. Since Gronk is out, who should I pick up in PPR? All right. Jesse James or Zach Miller? Jesse James, lock it down. Jesse James is one of my starts this week. I believe we talked about it Wednesday. And if you, uh, it, you know, I got to assume oh, Rondo got go. the fantasy green. He's going to separate his shoulder, yeah. patting himself in the yeah, back. Yeah, baby. Again. I worry about you. Jesse James, partner. All right. We got time for, eh, we might be able to get two more in if we go, right. if we go quick here. Real simple, Brandon from West Bygum, Virginia. Big Ben or Kirk Cousins? Big Ben. Big Ben. I think Cousins has a nice game. Cousins is a good play this week against the Steelers, but it's Big yeah. Ben. Uh, you, yeah, with, yeah, no doubt. Let's not even extrapolate anymore. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you want me to read another yep. one? All right, what do we have here? Uh, Kyle from Erie, a uh, callback from Wednesday. Kyle wants to know, Jared Cook or Gary Barnage? Barnage. I, I think I'm not convinced Cook is going to be – there's I'm taking a, a wait and see on this. There's a lot of these, and I'm using the air quotes. He's Jared Cook truther. Oh, here we go. The truth have an back. opinion that he is going to be Mr. Stud up there. But I tell you what, Richard Rogers scored double-digit touchdowns last year, 
and I don't think he's out of the picture by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a wait and see. I, I like what I've heard out of Jared Cook. All those reports are excellent, but it, it's, a, it's a wait and see for me. No I well, and there's that. <laughs> yeah, there's IJE likes him too. You so. always have that. If you, all right, Rick. Well, that's about all the time. That is we all have. the time. Thanks, chat room. Thanks, callers. Thanks, listeners. And thank us. Oh, yeah, certainly thank us. <laughs> because so, it is about us. So, Rick, I think before we get out. Whoops. First, yeah. m- first mistake of the year, Rick. Hold on, hold on. We got issues. All right, I think we'd remiss before we get out of here. I think we got to bring up the 15th anniversary of September 11th. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to hit that first. We just got so excited. Yes, number one, solemnly remember it because, I mean, I'll never forget where I was. But I'll tell you what, I got kind of a hinky feeling. 15 years, there's reports out that they're looking at soft targets. Hey man, I tell you what, you go into these games and stuff, be careful. I mean, I don't know how you be careful, but uh, yeah, it's um, I, you know, it, it's I'll never forget that. Day. I was sitting last night, Rick, watching NFL Network did one of those timeline series, which is a great series, talking about September 11th. Right. I am a grown man sitting in my basement, sober as a judge, at one o'clock in the morning, watching this. And I'm tearing up. It still affects me that much. And I wasn't anywhere near any of it. It's just, it's a big thing. So, hey, let's remember, you know, the the positive takeaway where we are in this country right now. My positive takeaway from September 11th, we could talk about where we were, all this, whatever. The way this country came together at that time. And now here we are 15 years later, and the American flag is a controversial symbol. Right. Here's what let's do. If you're on Twitter, talk about fantasy football. Let's zip our mouths. Let's get over ourselves. Let's just remember this day for what it was, for the heroes who who we lost, and enjoy some football, the greatest diversion in the United States and in the world, quite, quite frankly. You got it. All right. Well, that's enough preaching. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back Wednesday. No, Thursday, I'm sorry. Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern on Arena Sports Network, AsylumFantasySports.com. Keep those questions coming at Asylum Football asylumfootball at gmail.com we'll answer them right up till kickoff till Wednesday or next Sunday thanks a lot we'll see you take care Those towers fell. We had neighbors still inside, going through living hell. And we vowed to get the walls behind that lot. Have you
Have you forgotten? 